aka Patters. Thank you for joining me. Now, welcome. Welcome to the greatest animation epic of all time. And it starts right here. DC Comics Animated Universe. Stick with me. Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Now, any of the comic book faithful, we know this story. We know this scenario as Flashpoint. It's mostly a Flash franchise event. Now, they've done some of this. I think they've pretty much done it in the Flash TV show. It is definitely the point, pun intended, of the new upcoming Flash movie. But, guess what? This is probably going to be the best it's ever going to be. Now, we have a lot of elements. We have a lot of things to discuss, and I kind of—I guess I have to do—do do I have to do it? Do I have to bring you up to speed of what the hell a flashpoint even is? Let's get through that intro, rock and roll. I love you, and let's do this. Everyone, before we get into this episode. Let me tell you something. Try by Fire. It's my comic book. I've been working on it since 1996, 1997, since I was a senior in high school. And guess what? It's ready. It's available right now on Indiegogo. You can find it there. Just search AKA Pad. Search Try by Fire. Links in this description. Check it out. I'll appreciate it. Let's start talking about some movies. Oh my God. Okay. So. <laughs> Welcome to comics. It doesn't get any more complicated than this. Okay? The Flashpoint. So, the Flash character we know can run really, 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 really quick. Now, they were doing the Flash comic book. And they they kind of had the spin-off miniseries that they were going to call Flashpoint. And the hook, the hook of this whole miniseries was that the, the, the Flash was, we were going to see a bunch of like alternate versions of our favorite DC characters created by one of the Flash's enemies, the Reverse Flash. And all of this, all of this was this um, access point, we'll call it, where the Flash uses what's called the Flash Force. Now, or the Speed Force. Might as well just call it the Flash Force. It's this thing where the Flash can kind of run through time and within time. It's confusing. And every time we see it, every time we hear about it, it's explained a different way. Every time it's used, we're using different rules. That doesn't mean it's not good. That, that doesn't mean it's not entertaining. Okay, it's entertaining. So during the course of this miniseries, please stick with me. During the course of this miniseries, the editors of DC Comics had this really bright idea of looking at their sales. Like they, it's almost like the um, DC editorial had a uh, a flashpoint of their own. Okay, that all these convergence points kind of like hit 
this hit at the same time and live it was the future of dc comics now this is something very relevant even now on my youtube i may do uh i have somewhat of a uh, seven episode series planned on um describing and breaking down the fall of dc comics in 2020 2020 relatively um would be the end of dc comics now that doesn't mean DC Comics doesn't continue to make comic books. But the uh, industry and the, uh, I would say, the uh, the way we consume the content uh, is forever changed. So it's not really the same. DC Editorial got this idea of let's restart everything. You know, like let's reboot it. And... This idea has long been within the DNA of DC Comics, which is why it's so perfect that this animated universe starts at Flashpoint. Now, from that point on, within the comics, DC has been reeling ever since uh, to maintain relevancy outside of the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight will always bring in sales. Wherever the Dark Knight's in will always bring sales. A huge proponent, a huge element of the Flashpoint um, paradox, the Flashpoint franchise, we'll call it, is Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's father. And in this universe, Thomas Wayne is the one that becomes the Batman, not Bruce Wayne. And it's a slightly askewed different version. And a lot of people like it. So... We get this animated movie based on the most significant DC miniseries outside of Crisis on Infinity Earths. Crisis was a 12-issue epic that went into detail of what was happening and how they were destroying worlds and universes and combining everything into one. Like I said, uh, this Multiverse and multiverse collapses long within the history of DC Comics. But that doesn't mean DC, to maintain its relevancy, doesn't need like a like a core of its own. Because it really does. You need a core and you need offshoots. But you, you need a tight core. That's what she said. So... The Crisis of Infinity Arts... 12 issues, and two prestige format comics, two 64-page comics. I'm pretty sure they were both drawn by George Perez, written by Marv Wolfman. Uh, they bring you up to speed of what's missing within uh, DC Comics so that all the future, um, everything that springs from this crisis uh, it can be explainable. Now, in the 90s, they did something very similar called Zero Hour. But Zero Hour was a incontinuity, zero-issue event. Meaning, they had this thing called Zero Hour. There were some things they were maybe going to reset or rethink. And it, they would be reintroduced at issue zero. Now, this really didn't affect nothing but new character, uh, Nothing but... Um, newer characters, okay? Your legacy characters were unaffected by Zero Hour. And now we have this. So Flashpoint completely um, dismantled DC Comics. Now, 
that went on to what became the new 52. The new 52 uh, launch event is essentially our next episode. 303 is an adaptation of uh, what we now call Justice League War. It's a formation of the Justice League versus the one and only Darkseid. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I really enjoy how these animated movies parallel the comics. And it kind of shows you like how um, quick and accurate they are. Because holy crap. Uh, you know, like we, we get these adaptations a few, year, few few years after these comic book events come out. Now, Flashpoint came out 2013, and at the time, uh, I only knew it off of YouTube clips. And back then, uh, you know, YouTube clips were a little bit more dangerous than they are now. Now you get shut down. But a lot of it was these like deaths, and I could kind of piece together the story based on these clips and flashpoint is just so much of what i love about comics about these like alternate takes but uh it, it makes me um it makes me weary because we're now in an age where uh, we're obsessed with alternate takes and alternate takes just takes away from the comic book um, experience meaning you go in every Wednesday and you get you get you get these um, friends you know you, you can buy these comics and they're cheap and you can buy a lot of them but they're your friends and they really don't change but they go through some amazing adventures alternate takes is continuously saying hey but what about this but what about that it's exhausting and it doesn't build a core but let's talk about this so this animated movie I, I just got done Watching the first 20 minutes all over again. Because I, I somewhat I always forget. Maybe not after this time. Of how exactly it begins. And it really is a flash story. This begins with the death of Barry Allen's mother. And he has this desire. To. Because his mother dies when he's young. And you know we, it's, it's pretty. I would say a little bit um, PG-13. The way that they show the death in this. But. We have a Flash franchise here. We, we have what's now. Seriously. The preeminent Flash story. Flash has been around for a long long time. <laughs> there is no story. At all. Other than. Flashpoint. Which is really pathetic when it comes to a, a comic book uh, history. When you know, like, if you're a comic book historian, there, there's, it's Flashpoint or Zero when it comes to the Flash. So it goes from the Flash uh, as a child, and it moves forward to him regretting everything as an adult. And then him and the Justice League fight all of the Flash villains at the Flash Museum. Again, we're in the original like um, DC post-crisis here. I think as we call this uh, Earth Prime. Which is... Uh, anyway, that, that just frustrates me. So we're at Earth Prime. And we're all of our versions of Captain Adam, Superman, Batman, uh, everyone. Aquaman is Earth Prime. We fight the Flash villains, and then 
then essentially we get into Flashpoint. And Flashpoint just happens when the Flash is running. Now, the rest of the movie's going to unravel that. But it's a pretty good beginning. It really is. The unsung hero of this movie is Phil Barassa. I'm butchering that name. Phil Barassa. His character design is, oh my god, it's so interesting, fun, immaculate, aggressive. It's 90s. It's disproportional. Uh, anime, American. It, it, there's just so much happening with these character designs. It's fantastic. Um, very reminiscent of some of the Street Fighter 2 character uh, design artwork that I love. Um, but yeah, so we go into this alternate Flashpoint universe where when the Flash resets, okay, because we're dealing with almost a second reset within this movie. So Earth Prime is gone. The Flashpoint universe is gone. And then we go into a new continuity. Like I said, this the beginning, the chapter one is so epic. That's why I love it. And... We go into Justice League War, which is a, a new introduction. These characters are going to meet each other pretty much for the first time. And they're going to fight Darkseid. And, you know, they're, they're not going to kill him, but they're going to win. And then here we go. We're off to the races. So why is this important? This is important because, look, I can't sit someone down to watch it and expect them to know... Uh, all the ins and outs of these characters, the source of it all, all of it. You know, this is the same revelation I had when I was watching Winter Soldier a few Christmases ago with my family. And seeing one act one, it's like, who's this? What's that? What's going on? And it's like you instantly have to explain everything so early in Winter Soldier. You're almost like, oh my god, okay, um... Or, or Civil War, Civil War, you know, where you're just kind of like, oh, geez. And the Avenger movies, um, like, are no different. I mean, you there's no setup. There's no establishment of this is, uh, there's very little exposition. You have to know things going into it. I To me, that's a failure of storytelling. Flashpoint is no exception. This is a failure of storytelling, but it's exciting. It's exciting for who it's made for, and it's awesome. It's deadly. Uh, um, this movie does not hold back. It's dark. It's gritty. It's a. It's the Zack Snyder version of the DC universe that he was marching towards. And it's okay that DC will never, never be superpowers again. I'll just call it, like, you know, it'll never be 80s. It'll never be superpowers. DC's contrast to everything is multiverse with a core, with core continuity, with tight core continuity. It's multiverse and it's dark. And that is it. And this Flashpoint Paradox is a perfect introduction to that. It really is. We also have a character called Yo-Yo that Thomas Wayne fights. Yo-Yo needs to be in continuity, period. Yo-Yo is a great character, great design, great powers, awesome, lots of fun. Yeah, and you know, we have things like we have this like gothic gothic Schumacher-esque, Blade Runner-esque Gotham City, 
like really cool ideas. We we have a Alanis um, Aquaman war happening uh, because again, like this is a different universe, and they're just destroying the world. Uh, Lex Luthor, Black Mantis, Deathstroke, who all have moments later in our final movie, Justice Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. They have moments there, they have moments here in this alternate universe. But the idea, and look, I'm, I'm giving a lot away. These five movies end within another flashpoint. Okay, so by the time we're seeing the final scene in Justice League Dark Apocalypse, we understand all the rules of the flashpoint. And it happens, and then boom! Like what happens next? We, you know, we really don't know. The next one to come out after that was a Deathstroke, a Terminator Deathstroke movie, and that could just be a one-off. I don't know. So the one quick thing to understand about a lot of this is that these movies, um, they're a part of their own continuity. But if you look at the release schedule of the DC animated uh, movies. There is a lot of in-between movies that don't apply to this continuity. That's where it gets geeky, nerdy, Doctor Who-y, and it's frustrating. So I'm here to guide you. <laughs> so next one, it's going to be Justice League War. So I hope you're ready and rock and roll. Until next time, everyone, be good, and the pop culture pope is always with you. I'd like to dedicate this episode to my father, Tony Luca, a.k.a. Tony a.k.a. Tone, a.k.a. Tony Ironfeet, a.k.a. Tony Flippy Flipperson. That's right, we had a lot of good nicknames for the uh, for the old man. But hey, he's no longer with us. And so much of what you listen to on this podcast was inspired by my father. I cannot thank him enough for uh, p- like putting me in front of movies from a young age. We're talking recording VHS tapes, you know, like on Cinemax, on HBO, back in the early days. Like actually going through the TV guide, finding a movie, and hitting record. And we were building our own library from a very early age of VHS tapes that we recorded off of television and taking me to so many movies when I was younger. It literally became a part of my family's fabric. Tony, I love you, buddy. You're missed. And let's just keep going. Rock and roll.